It's Jenny Carr with the Silver Travel Podcast. And today I'm talking to David Kay, who is Product Manager for Rambler's Walking Holidays. David, hello. Good afternoon. How are we doing? We're good. Thank you. I'm really excited because I've heard that Ramblers are actually doing some very interesting holidays next year. Something perhaps that one might not expect. You know, I think of Ramblers, I think of crinkly cagoules, a lot of rain, getting damp and a rucksack. And you've got a really fantastic selection of things going on. I mean, what particularly grabbed my fancy was actually on the Iberian Peninsula, And you've got the Algarve as well as Andalusia together. That sounds an interesting spot. They make an ideal combination. Whilst they're in different countries, Algarve in Portugal, Andalusia in Spain, obviously, the border is only, I mean, there's just a border between them. The um, the language separates them, but everything's understandable on either side. And they make a lovely combination. Two diverse cultures, two diverse food cultures in particular, we have been running holidays in the Algarve for many years. We've been running holidays in Andalusia for many, many years. But it's only recently that the idea of combining the two struck us and it's turned out to be very, very popular. Well, yes, I can see why. Just moving on from there, I know that in Spain you also do a standalone tapas trail, which frankly fills me with joy. So what sort of people are going on these trails and where are you going? Is it stuffing yourself with food morning, noon and night? Uh, interesting one, this. I went on, I, I'm a keen traveller. Outside my job, I'm a keen traveller. And I took my family on a camper van holiday that went from Barcelona to Bilbao many moons ago. And we were just taken by the stunning food was on offer. You stop in any bar and they give you a tapas. Lo and behold, one of my colleagues came to me with an idea for this tapas trail holiday a few years ago. And I thought, great, fantastic. What a lovely idea. And some absolute highlights on that holiday. Barcelona, world-renowned for the tourist attractions. Lesser places, Bilbao, whilst it's getting a name for itself with the Guggenheim Museum, but the food, the tapas available in Bilbao, and particularly one of my favourite cities in the world, San Sebastián. You're a beautiful harbour. It's got to be one of the most picturesque cities in the world. You wander around, and each tapas bar, of which there are thousands, They all have a slightly different theme. Some of them are high art tapas. Some are just a bit of bread with a bit of anchovy on top. Absolutely everything that you might want to eat. My wife is vegetarian. She is always worried when we go abroad that the the food, it might be harder to get vegetarian food. She was absolutely delighted with the food that she was offered here. And I can't remember one delightful thing they do. There's a Spanish word, which means a splash. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But you get a tiny little, a little mouthful of beer that comes with each tapas, which means you can just wander around all night. A tapas in each bar, tiny little glass of beer. You can enjoy it well into the small hours, as the Spanish do, with um, with great gusto. And it makes for a lovely evening. And the whole holiday is set up round to sample experiences like that. It's just great. It's a lovely, lovely place. Well, I like the idea of that. No cagoule in sight and lots of good food. Excellent. And you could reasonably expect some sunshine around there, I think. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Now, you're doing some interesting city breaks as well, going to Krakow and Rouen. And I hadn't really associated ramblers with that kind of thing. But I guess you can ramble around a city, can't you? You can indeed. And now this idea came off, we started when the UK putting on city breaks, putting on a guide, walking around, and they were staggeringly popular. So we decided to take the idea to Europe. And again, they're taking off. The UK idea came out of a pandemic when people were much more reluctant to travel. 
But as soon as travel opened up again, we took the same formula and tried various cities throughout Europe, one in Spain, one in France, one in Italy was the idea to spread it out. And again, they've been very, very popular. And there's some lovely cities. Krakow is one of my personal favourites, easy to get to, but such an alien culture. The Slavic culture is so different from ours, whereas Rouen in northern France will be immediately familiar to anybody who's been to France on a a day trip when they were a kid or has been over to Calais to get their food and wine or has been on a camping trip in France. But again, a lovely, lovely city, particularly um, typified by Giverny, which is just down the the road from there, um, where Monet painted his water lilies and a beautiful, beautiful place. And they're all of these little gems. Every city in the world has some little thing that just makes it stand out from the crowd. And these are the things that sometimes as a tourist, you don't get to see. You need someone to show you things. You need a local guide to bring these things alive for you. And if not to see the things, to explain the significance of what it is that you're seeing. And it really adds to it. And it seems to be a very popular formula. And that's quite interesting, isn't it? So when you you go on a guided tour with somebody local, I'm assuming, or knowledgeable, How many people would be on these tours? I mean, is it two coach loads or is it just a small group? We would have a maximum of maybe 15, 16 people on one of the holidays. We always send a Ramblers leader, a volunteer leader over from this country. So you're in good hands. You've got someone who understands all the the issues you might be facing. And we use local guides because there's no way that one of our leaders could possibly hope to replicate the knowledge that the local guides come in. And it's a very good formula. Then you've got two people looking after you. You get to see the, the very best of the local knowledge is yours to see. And you've got someone making sure everything runs smoothly from the airport stroke train station, wherever you leave from till you get back to the UK. What really could be nicer. Yes, I like the idea of that. You just mentioned the UK there. And I noticed that you are actually doing quite a bit more there, aren't you? I mean, what popped out at me was holidays in Poole and Swanage and then in the, uh, the Buxton High Peaks. And also Aberdeenshire. I mean, these are new places for ramblers. And is that because people are just very keen to get out in the UK and stretch their legs? It does seem. We noticed when people couldn't travel abroad during pandemic, there was a big appetite for UK holidays. And we have been delighted that that demand has stayed there. Now, people, a lot of people, maybe there's some resistance to flying. Maybe people prefer to improve their their ecological footprint with the, the issues of global warming. Our UK holidays are proving very, very popular. Aberdeen's a good example of that, actually. That came out of a conversation I had with Aberdeen Tourism. I hadn't, I'd hadn't. i been to Aberdeen. My brother-in-law used to live there many, many moons ago, but I wasn't particularly aware of it being a tourist destination. But I was absolutely delighted to talk to the tourist office in Aberdeen. They have spent millions and millions on a beautiful art gallery. They've got an old university building and they've converted it into an art gallery and just refurbished it enormously. Fantastic place. It's a lovely town to walk around. Again, on that holiday, we have two separate, there's two cities in Aberdeen. There's New Aberdeen and Old Aberdeen, completely separate places. Both of them well deserve a morning's tour. We go out to Balmoral and you can walk around the grounds of Balmoral Castle. Yeah, I knew nothing of this, but the You can walk around the grounds and Queen Victoria, who I believe had eight or nine children, each time a child was born, she had a pyramid built in the grounds. And these pyramids are entirely accessible. You can walk around them. And there's one of them you walk to. I forget which one it is, which one of her children. But it gives you a fantastic view across from down across the Balmoral Estate. 
I, I went there before whilst uh, the Queen was still alive. It was what, March time I went up there to begin with. I was told that the, the old lady I was watching, you could see people walking around the estate. I was told the old lady I was watching with the Queen. That turned out not to be true, but it was a great story. And it could have been if the Queen happened to be out tending her roses on that day, then you could see her and give her a wave or now the King. Um, but no, very pleasantly surprised by that. And we are just, this is a sneak preview of something to come actually. We've been so impressed with Aberdeen as a, a holiday destination. We're just in the process of putting together a Taste of Scotland holiday, which will take in whiskey and cheese and berries and gin, bizarrely enough. Very positive on the, the new holidays. And it does seem to be very, very popular. Easy to get to. You can jump on a sleeper train to get there. Right? You can jump on a day train and get there if you prefer. You can fly if you prefer. You can drive if you prefer. But always easy, all relaxed. And I am talking a little bit too much about one holiday I'm particularly enthusiastic about here, aren't I? We've got various city breaks where we've put on this seven new holidays. Pool and Swanwick was one that you mentioned. Again, the plan is to stay in one place, blue badge guide around that city, go out to another city. Actually, on this one, that's not the best example. We stay in Bournemouth. We have a day round pool, have half a day round pool with a guide, walk on Brown Sea Island, which is in the middle of Pool Harbour, famous for its red squirrels, National Trust owned. Then we get the bus over to, this is all done on public transport. We get the bus over, there's a ferry, a chain ferry that goes across the mouth of Pool Harbour. We go over on that and the bus, I'm not sure this is true in the winter, but in the summer that's an open top bus. I don't think they probably run an open top bus in the winter. Anyway, go to Swanwich. Swanwich is beautifully preserved town. Classic example of that, they've got a preserved steam railway that comes right into the, the heart of the town and the train station is just immaculately preserved. You can be... 1930s when you walk on the platform there and lovely lovely walking all around there you've got beaches you've got hills and on the last day we go out to Corfe famous for its castle and again a lovely lovely walk around there it's just it's delightful to be able to show people some of the the absolute delights of our country how much there is to see and do in Britain without needing to go through an airport, without needing to, to travel for, for days. So it's just, it's delightful to, to bring our country into focus. Well done, sir. I think you're going to work for Visit England soon, aren't you? I um, hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so going completely the other way, because I know that also ramblers go much further afield. Japan on the books. Your listeners may remember that the Rugby World Cup was in Japan in 2017, was it? Something like that. And at the same time, Joanna Lumley was doing a programme on TM. Japan was very much in the, in the headlines. It became obvious that we needed to, to organise a tour to Japan. Now, these things take a little bit of time to organise. We wanted to make sure we got it right and we had the best possible tour that we could. And we're very fortunate that two of our volunteer leaders of one lives in Japan and one has spent 20 odd years living in Japan. So we had some excellent local knowledge. We put this tour together. We didn't have a chance for it to run before the pandemic hit. But my chief executive has just come back from a personal holiday in Japan. He was there in October. He came back absolutely singing the praises of, it, of Japan. What a beautiful country it is. The culture, some of the pictures, the classic picture of Mount Fuji is immediately familiar to us. But the culture is a little inaccessible it would be a very difficult place to travel on your own. Whereas with our, on our Ramblers holidays, you've got, again, you've got the Ramblers leader looking after you and you've got a national guide with you the whole time. And in various places, we also have local guides to make sure that we get the best understanding of everything. And I'm delighted to say we've got the first holiday is going next March. It's fully booked. 
and it just looks spectacular. I'm very, I haven't been to Japan myself yet. I'm very much looking forward to a chance to go to Japan. Wonderful. Now, a thing that really jumped out personally for me was St. Paul's Trail in Turkey and the Lycian Way. Now, that's walking that can get a bit tough, I think. There's not much city touring involved there, is there? Not much city touring in there. And if I may put you right on a small point, it's actually the Lycian Way. I've been calling it the Lycian Way for years and years and years. And only recently, talking to a, talking to a Turkish person, did I find out it's actually the Lycian Way. So I apologise to the Turks on that. But these are this is the undiscovered country. St. Paul did walk that way. It's a, a widely acknowledged trail, but it's remote. You're really going through some remote places. This is something that, again, you really wouldn't want to be trying this on your own. This is remote. You won't find many people that speak English. You need to have everything organised for you. Now, we all are on this trip. Everything's organised. Everything's sorted out. And you just go through some beautiful, beautiful country. And I, when I was a kid, I spent six months hitchhiking around Turkey. And I can say that I have not met more hospitable people anywhere in the world. Everywhere, you were always welcomed into people's houses. You were always given bread. Ekmek, I remember, is the, the Turkish word for bread. It's always the thing. They knew that the English knew that word. That always started off the conversation. You'd be sitting down. If you went into a shop and you get given a cup of tea, you could have chai, which is tea, black tea, only tea as we would recognise it, or elma chai, which is apple tea, which was my personal favourite. And every conversation was interrupted. Would you like a cup of tea? Don't mind if I do, please. Yes, that'd be very nice. Wonderful, hospitable people and some lovely, lovely walking. Um, St. Paul's Trail is more remote. The Lycian Way is perhaps more accessible, goes through more famous places, some beautiful, beautiful things to see. And it's astonishing how much of, uh, particularly biblical history, how much of this actually took place in Turkey. It's, it's not really, because it's, it's a Muslim country, I guess you don't connect it with Christian history. But a good many important events in the, the Old and New Testaments took place in Turkey. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So when you are remote like that, we're not camping, are we? Shepherd's huts or local families or where do people stay? No, we, can, we have got hotels throughout. These are not five-star luxury hotels. These are simple places, but they're comfortable, clean. They're always with a, an open-armed welcome. You will be very well looked after. No, you can expect your own room. If you book a single room, we'll get you a single room. If you book a twin, we'll get you a twin. Lovely, lovely places. But again, I think it would be quite difficult to find these places unless you had some local contacts. Some of them aren't well advertised. No, and also it's quite often it's more fun to do things in a group. You meet new people. You're there with a common purpose, which is to do a particular walk or visit a city or fill yourself with tapas. So, I mean, I think that's always quite nice, isn't it? And places are perfect and important, but what counts is the people you're travelling with, I think, every time. For me, this is of vital importance. And I think this is the this is perhaps, above all else, what we are offering to our guests. Not only do we go to beautiful places, but we also offer the chance to enjoy the company of other people. And bear it in mind, because everybody's bought the same holiday. They obviously desire to go to that destination. They're self-selecting. You've got a, a common interest. So when you sit down at the first night, oh, why did you choose this holiday? Because I'm interested in biblical history of St. Paul or because I just like the idea of walking in Turkey. But straight away, you've got something to talk about. I was uh, a leader for Rambler's Holidays for many, many years. I'm 
made hundreds of holidays. I don't know how many. And um, by the first night, it was very easy to see. People would relax in. They'd sit down around the dinner table. Good food would bring them together, perhaps a glass of wine for those that choose to, to have wine. But straight away, you've got something to talk about, anticipating all the wonders you might see on your holiday ahead, anticipating some of the calories you might burn marching up and down the mountains and some of the calories you might replace over a good meal in the evening. So it's a, you've got everything there. But for me, it is. It's the company that's everything. We're herd animals. We, we live in groups. We live in communities. It's good to have communities around us. Well, on that cheery note, thank you very much, David. I hope people will be interested in all these wonderful different places. And you can find out more by going to our website and typing Rambler's Walking Holidays into the search box. Or if something grabs your fancy and you'd like to book immediately, do ring the Silver Travel Advisors on 0800 412 5678. Many thanks, David. My great pleasure. Lovely to talk to you.